Hello and welcome back to the Unqualified Huddle with me, Simon, and today I will introduce them, Shamil, Shanil, both here for the huddle to, to come back, talk about NFL, all the good stuff. Boys, I'd ask you how you are, but I'm going to start with talking about how I am annoyed. I'm You're always annoyed, we're used to this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it goes without saying. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm frustrated, and like, so the reason I'm frustrated is mainly, I... In the UK, there, there's various ways that one might be able to watch the NFL, right? Uh, you can get Sky Sports and you can watch it on Sky, the, the games on there. But like the main way I think most people watch it in the UK is through Game Pass. Um, and this, this isn't going to apply to any American listeners or people that don't, don't watch in Europe. But in England, uh, Game Pass has moved over to a different streaming service. I think the NFL have... have have uh, made a deal with is it Dan Danzen? I can't say the name properly. The zone. The zone. The zone. Thank you. The zone. Um, they've made a, they've made a deal with them to take it over. And I'll tell you why I'm frustrated. I used to just get the essential package on Game Pass, which was forty pounds, forty of my English pounds, and what that gave me is access to Red Zone, and then I could watch the highlights of all the matches once the matches have been on. Which for me was perfect because I like watching Red Zone. I like seeing all the action taking place. We're, and we're all fans of Scott Hansen. We're all fans of Scott Hansen. And I also like to uh, rewatch the matches in 40 minutes. I like the, the cut down highlights of them. I don't like to watch the full matches because nobody's got time for that. So the 40 minute matches were great. Danzen. What? The zone. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to keep calling it Danzen. The zone. Uh, doesn't give you the option of buying an essential package the only option they have is for the full like pro package which instead of being 40 pound is 160 pound for the year um they also don't have the option of re-watching the matches at 40 minutes which maybe that's a feature that they're looking at adding i don't know but for me i'm frustrated by it because it ruins my viewing experience I mean, yet, less yet you'll pay for the subscription, no doubt. I won't. I won't be paying for that. I'd rather. I'd rather pay uh, for Sky. If I'm gonna watch, if I'm gonna watch a uh, Red Zone, I'd rather just find find like pay for Sky and watch Red Zone on that. Use use Sky Go or use Now TV Sports Pass or something like that. You know, I'll find another way to watch it. So, like, let's talk about the Game Pass because a lot of us for years have been moaning about Game Pass and international Game Pass because everyone who's got Game Pass will know the amount of times it's not working, the amount of times halfway through you're watching and it stops working. And um, so, and the lack of variety, like it's been a couple of years since they moved to a new platform and they uh, didn't allow uh, for uh, coaches film for a while. And it's like condensed view sometimes it wouldn't load up it took a first few weeks of the season i remember a couple of years ago so why not try new things the zone might actually be an upgrade in the long term and i get the costing the costing of games is expensive but you look at how we are in the uk and watching sports the premier league football english premier league football um sky sports that's even more expensive over a year but for that it's 16 games a week more than that if it's multiple games a week and it's over a period of 38 weeks 
more like maybe not 38 weeks, but you know what I mean. There's 38 matches where you've got 16 matches. You you get a lot more feedback. Whereas with with the NFL, it's on a Sunday. That's it. My my issue isn't because at the end of the day, the pro package is the same price essentially for Game Pass as it was for for the Zone. Like it, it transfers over around the same price. I think it was like 100 and 150. My main issue is that it's not the option of just having the the reduced packages where you get less features. I which think is... for the first year of the of the Dazone subscriptions, doesn't your basic membership translate to Dazone's basic membership? So this year they, you get unless you if you're have... upgraded halfway through the playoffs. Unless if you're upgraded to get the playoffs, which someone, Amy, did. But no, you're right. If you've just still got the essential package, then uh, or the mobile package, I think it just transfers over at that rate still. So you're only paying that sort of price, that that price range, for, and you get like the full thing. But mm-hmm. like for me, where I normally would just get the forty pound, and then come the playoffs, I'd upgrade so that I could watch the playoff games. I would have to pay the full hundred and sixty pound, which you know money's money at the end of the day. But we are in a cost of living crisis. I think the NFL should uh, you know appreciate that. You know, the the economy is is in a downturn. I, I think, think we should all write this. an unqualified letter to Rog. <laughs> yeah, Rog, come on, buddy. Come on, Rog. This isn't acceptable. No, I mean, I, I'm frustrated by it. But also, you know, it's not the end of the world for me. I, I can find other ways to, to watch Red Zone. I can find find it elsewhere. Uh, and I, and I have the, to. The way we're discussing this because we've all been getting emails from uh, Game Pass uh, or DAZN talking about uh accounts and so on so it's yeah i'm sure our listeners are in the same what, boat what's also unclear though is um because i've seen this on facebook by a lot of people is when you go to sign up people are saying that they're paying like a hundred pound subscription which isn't the subscription for game pass it's a subscription for the zone which you don't need to pay if you just want game pass because obviously the zone does all the boxing and, and things like that in europe it has other other features so that's the membership for the zone and then that's not really made clear for people. Like it's not been a it's not a smooth transition, which I think is a problem for me as well. Well, and and just on on the side of that is is the general price of, of being a UK, or especially even a Europe fan, if you're not in the UK or Germany, like the price of the live games that we get here have steadily increased. They used to offer low more low tier options, and now um, to get a, a low a hundred pound ticket would be considered one of the lower lower uh, options and so if you're not in the uk and germany you're obviously paying for flights in, in addition to that and some people you know they sort of have to like if they want to get one game of nfl action like there there it's a significant investment and it's you, you talk talk about live games now yeah all yeah. oh, right sorry i I, and, I was confused and yeah just um just yeah, general price of being a, a fan outside of the US has increased. Yeah, well, I mean, the tickets are expensive in the in the UK as well. Um, the ticket the tickets cost a lot in the US. I know my my friends Neil and Abby are going to a couple of Bengals games, and I know that their tickets weren't cheap. But well, I mean, they're going for the Bengals Bills to one of the games though, so I mean, it's a premium game. But the you know, I think it, I think it's just not an, it's not um, a cheap sport to be a fan of anymore, if, if it ever was. But you're right for for people in Europe, especially, it's hard to get tickets to watch a game in Europe because there's only five games, and I've seen lots of people comment and and moan saying 
they're in the queue they're in a queue of like 200,000 people for 60,000 tickets it just doesn't make sense <laughs> like and, and I you know the problem is it's just more popular and well, with them that, pushing and that, that is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as a Jags fan and as part of the Jags newsletter part of the Jaguars UK fan base I got early access to the game at Wembley so I am going to that game uh, and that was easy to get there's no issues the prices are high though well, I my, mean my, my there are was... very limited pricing options these days compared to what used to be the case maybe even when we used to go seven eight years ago um to the NFL games at Wembley Stadium well my, my big thing as well is that they're they're pushing the European aspect of like having more European fans like it's, there's a big point at the minute for the NFL to try and push the product in Europe by only having like a num- like is there five games this year in Europe like two in two in Germany and three in England or something like that I forget I forget what it is off the top of my head but there's, a, there's only about five games five or six games um, and I don't I just don't think that's enough for the amount of fans that it has here because it's not just one country of fans like there's fans across all of Europe who will be trying to get tickets because it's easy to get to, it's easier for us to get to, to Germany or England than it is for us to try and travel to America to, to watch a game so we're all trying to get tickets for these games here and I just I think if they're going to keep pushing the product here they need to look at extending the amount of games like having well, having a bigger schedule well looking at that looking at the um, fan base the interest in Germany and the UK the NFL, as part of an, a league expansion, has two locations outside of the US where you know a, a team would be successful. Um, obviously, there's logistics of that traveling for the players and the teams. Uh, but I think um, a team, a division, whole division could exist outside of the US in Europe. And yeah. I think we, we'll expand as part of that four new teams probably in Europe. Yeah, that, that's where I think as well we'll go. But I reckon you're looking at 2030 at the earliest for that. Yeah, I, I think of four teams. I think even more because I, I, you don't just need four teams. I think you need more than four. I think you need to do an expansion in well, Europe if you're teams. doing it. Yeah, and I think you need to look at like Mexico, like South well, America. Well, and... if, they, if they expand into Mexico, I think it'll be one team in Canada, one team in Mexico, and then maybe two teams in the US. Well, this and is then what four I mean. Teams They're... in Europe. They, they need they need to be I don't think you can expand by adding you I mean you probably could it's just it it makes more sense to me if you expand and add two extra divisions rather than adding like just four extra teams because then you make the the playoff berths and stuff all a bit well let's not forget the AFC uh, well I speak for AFC the old AFC Central five teams used to have five teams in a division yeah. so it's not out of the blue way you go back to a five team per division format. If you expand that way, you'd expand five teams. But I reckon the NFL, if they go and expand, maybe they want to hit that 40-team mark yeah. um, instead of 32. But speaking of expansion, Shannon and I went to uh, the Mermaid Center this, last week uh, as as the NFL tries to expand its reach in the UK. So the Jags had um, basically an experience, live experience, um, where you meet Tony Baselli, Devin Lloyd, Jamal Agnew and Josh Allen with Neil Reynolds, our Sky, you know, the, the resident Sky Sports host. Yeah. And they did uh, London, Liverpool, just, and Belfast. Can I just say, don't try and like big up 
the name Josh Allen because now you might have people thinking this is the the quarterback, the star. No, we're talking about the real Josh Allen. Well, when the last time they met, Josh Allen the Jag sacked him twice and got the W. Well, so, yeah, he had plays outside of uh, the Jags as well. He had Kevin Bayard, Titan star. You, you had uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Gabe Davis. So there, there's quite a bit of a turnout for it. That's yeah, nice. I, that's nice. Was it? He had was it enjoyable? Ten players in the London, which was amazing. Um, well, I'm I'm happy for you. Like, I'm glad that you you got to experience that. I was busy, you know, honing my football skills, playing five aside. You know, had a. Hey, had we a did offer schedule. you, and you rejected five pounds for charity donation <laughs> to attend the event. Well, I, I mean, my my main thing was uh, I I I'm in we're second place in our in our five aside league. We're trying to get that W again. We're trying to get that championship. So it's all hands on deck. I I couldn't say no. I couldn't say no. All well, right, we I, know what your real sport is now. Anyway, well, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, like good, great news update, but I think we might as well get to the NFL, like news <laughs> around around the NFL. Well, let, let's start with a with a, a naughty boy. Um, he's been naughty in the past and had been in trouble. He's been naughty again. Tyreek Hill. But I think we briefly touched on it um, before. I'm not sure if we did, but. I mean, uh, the long long story short is he has slapped a, a 57-year-old marina worker around the back of the head because he wouldn't let him on a boat uh, and then tried to give him $200 in hush money. Do we have to say allegedly? Allegedly, yeah, just say allegedly, just, you know, just to keep our kids us all safe. You never know if Brett Favre's listening, allegedly. <laughs> um, the, so, for me, this is, this is ludicrous, mainly because you're going to give someone hush money and apparently he told him he's number 10 for Miami. He's in Florida. I don't know. It might have been Miami. I'm not sure where it happened. But like he's in, he's in the area. He's going to be recognized as Tyreek Hill. Like, how are you only trying to give someone 200 pounds, 200 dollars? Like, how, how, how do you think that's going to go? Well, maybe he had only 200 dollars in his uh, wallet at the time. Give him your Rolex. Give him your watch no, or something. No, no, no. Come on now. Let's be realistic. No. Let, let, I, I imagine Tyreek Hill having $200 in his pocket. He's like having a, a receipt like uh, crumpled up from like a month ago. You know, it's just there. It's, it's not. At, that, that's at not the, a change you carry. At the end of the day, that man, no. That man would have known. He's just been assaulted by Tyreek Hill. He knows he's going to get paid. Well, he's only in a yacht. Like uh, at that point, like two hundred dollars, I assume to that crowd is is nothing. This was just a worker, though. He wasn't a yacht owner or anything like that. He's just a worker there, so you don't know what he does. You don't know how much two hundred pounds would go, two hundred dollars. Sorry, but even still, the man's announcing he plays for Miami Dolphins. Like two hundred dollars is not going to to solve the issue. But anyway, anyway, that's by the by. My my main issue. So the thing I want to ask you here is. Um, if Tyreek Hill faces some sort of uh, suspension by the league, um, which p- perhaps could happen, who knows, with how the league makes their disciplinary decisions anymore, but he might face a suspension, does this change your feelings towards the Miami Dolphins? Because you both have these guys as as potential winners of the division, right? You think they're going to dethrone the Bills? Yeah, well, they've got a a superstar wide receiver Opposite Tyreek Hill, who I would say this year he can be even better than Tyreek. And, and the fact is, Jalen Waddle has, isn't allowed to show his that is a number one receiver, mainly because you got Tyreek Hill on the other side. But also, let's be realistic here: Tyreek Hill is not being suspended <laughs> this season. 
Uh, we've seen it out with Alvin Kamara. It lasts a long time. Um, and it, it, they will delay it. It's not happening this year. Like, dep- it's, it's facts. Depends and, on the situation, but let's just pretend it is happening. You know, let's well, even then, it. It won't, it's not going to be a full season, is it? No, but it, even if it, even if he's missing for, let's say, six games of the season or eight games, however long they suspend him for, that's eight games without your superstar wide receiver. How, like, I don't think that that offense works well without well, killing it. It's not going to be eight games. We've seen the NFL with their with their uh, penalties, like you know, slap on the wrist. But, but regardless, regardless, Jalen Waddle then goes from having thirteen hundred and fifty six yards last year. To like 17, 18, crazy, crazy. This is where Mike McDaniel can show his chops. Like, he's not really shown what he can do yet. My my next thing about this is if if, uh, Hill is suspended and they need help at wide receiver because outside of Hill, they really only have Waddle. I I think their third receiver is Cedric Wilson or something. Like, it's it's not good. Is this a, a position where they then have to entertain John Ray Hopkins? Like no, they they, they can't go big fish hunting. Like I don't I don't think they can go for the big receiver. They need someone as a stopgap, and obviously DeAndre Hopkins isn't a stopgap. You can't maintain DeAndre Hopkins. But if, but if you're looking if you're looking at trying to win, trying to win your division, trying to go to the Super Bowl, and you can even if Tyreek Hill is still there, and you can add DeAndre Hopkins to your offense. I know that that Miami offense is mostly about speed. And I know when you think of DeAndre Hopkins, you don't think about speed. But he's still a superstar in my... Well, maybe not a superstar, but he is still a top he's tier... a superstar. Top tier wide receiver. Like, do you not think that helps? Like, do you not think that's a, something that they should be considering? I think I think that his experience in San Fran, where they've not had pure number one style receivers... Mike McDaniel, that is. Yeah, Mike McDaniel. Like, I don't think he'll chase for that. I think they will try and manage without it. My worry is, you've said that they don't have other options, and you're right, because they also lost Mike Gesicki within the division. Yeah. So outside of outside of Waddle, I don't trust their their offense. Like on on the in the air, on the ground, it's a bit different. I think their run game could be okay, but like the outside of Hill and, and Waddle. Well, well, rumors are that they've offered Davin Cook a contract, who's uh, <laughs> mulling over several options right now. But, I like um, it. It, it but, feels to me like the Patriots way: just get hundred running backs <laughs> and run at each. Hey, he's a run. He's a run game uh, designer, really, for the San Francisco 49ers, yeah, Mike McDaniel. Like um, Debo Samuel wasn't Debo Samuel before he became Debo Samuel under Mike McDaniel. Uh, Brandon Ayuka as well. He was just a bit better player. He's only recently started training. Um, I don't think the Dolphins will feel the need to fill that position. They have Cedric Wilson Jr. They, they have a good stable of running backs who underperformed last year. And I, I think they can get by with just Waddle. Yeah, and okay. by the time the trade deadline approaches, if they're competing, that's the time to make your move to teams that are looking to go on full-on rebuilds. Especially receivers, you will be able to get a depth type receiver who can contribute some. Okay, well, well let, uh, let's. Their let's, defense let's, is elite as well now. Yeah. Well, let, let's just move on and talk about um, another team in the division who we briefly mentioned, the Buffalo Bills. They've extended both their head coach and their general manager, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, uh, through the 2027 season. I think both. 
uh, of McDermott and Bean still had a couple of years left on their contracts. I, this wasn't like a contract year for them. I feel it both had time. They have three years, I think, left. Yeah. What What was your thoughts on it? Like, what's your opinion of this? Because I've got my it's own, for but I'll, I'll listen to yours first. It's for, it's for optics. Because uh, everyone... They've got their their guys out looking at who's talking bad about us. What are we going to do about it? This is purely uh, to settle the nerves around this being a, a make or break year, which I don't think it is. The Stefan Diggs thing uh, thing is being made I, a, a big deal out of for no reason. This is my thing. Though. I sort of, in a way, disagree with that. That it's maybe not a make and break year, but I think they have to get to the championship game this year. And if they don't get to the championship game, I, I can only see them going in decline because their their defense that was once really elite is getting older. They've lost like their starting middle linebacker. I know they've replaced like brought guys in to replace, but they're still not. I feel that they're they're potentially losing out there. Their offensive line is getting worse. They they brought a lot of guys in in free agency a couple of years ago. They're all slowly going, and I don't think their their offensive line is as good as it used to be. And they still have issue at skill positions for me. Like, this isn't as complete a roster as it was, like, one or two years ago. I don't think we've ever looked at it and thought it's a fully complete roster, though, especially offensively. We never looked at that running back room and thought, you know what, they've got a guy. Opposite dig, what have we always been saying? They need another receiver. The the, the talk of the town with the Buffalo Bills was that their roster was one of the the better built rosters in the NFL for the last few years. Maybe like, better built, but it was never. We never looked at their offense and said, "Oh yeah, they've got their receiving room complete." We've always moaned about their running room, running back. But, room. The, but this is my issue, and this is what annoys me about this because I think with with these contracts, um, you're extending twenty twenty five, but realistically, the the expectation was that you were going to go to a Super Bowl. And I know it's tough. I know it's tough to get there. Don't get me wrong. And I know there's something to be said for consistently going to the playoffs. Like Mike Tomlin goes to the playoffs every year, and I would. Still that's what I was Mike thinking. Tomlin. That's yeah. what I was thinking. This is stability. Like that's this is what the Bills need. They've realised they've got a good thing going, and you don't need to make rash decisions. This is that's what bad teams do. And, and maybe at... maybe when I think about it, maybe actually I've changed my mind, <laughs> and I think actually. Maybe it's a better better idea than what it is. It's just my I've still got <laughs> Change concerns. Change your mind on podcast live. Yeah, yeah. Well, I still got concerns though because they've never been to a championship game. Like considering Josh Allen has been in talks for like an MVP candidate, like and all of this. Can, can, my okay, my opinion on this is like Shams, it's an optics piece because of what everyone is saying about the Bills right now is that. Um, it's a locker room with a lot of things going on. Leslie Frazier, remember what happened to him? Mysteriously leaves at the end of the season. Um, is it because he wanted to keep his play calling duties? But Sean McDermott wanted play calling duties as a defensive coordinator now. Um, this whole situation with um, Stefan Diggs, there's so much discourse. And also, let's face it, Josh Allen in the playoffs did not perform and has not performed well in the playoffs for a while. It's like, this is a team that are trying to mask over that and need to change the narrative. Mentally, they need to change that that locker room feel. Giving them a extension shows who's in charge here. It's not the players. It's not your star players. It's your coach and the GM who have well, done the star. Well, also, well, Brandon well. Bean. Brandon Bean has failed to get that D-line. He's spent a lot of capital on that D-line with draft picks. None of them are performing. 
Both the pitchers are in control. I agree. Stefan Diggs should be in control. Like, uh, uh, that might sound controversial. Uh, but McDermott, it was just, what, a couple of weeks ago when he was asked about is he concerned about Stefan Diggs? He said, yes, I'm concerned. A head coach in control would not say that, that he's about... concerned. No, the, the head coach in control. Like, you imagine a Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick or a Sean Payton or one of these like head coaches that we hold in like quite high esteem and we go to them, are you concerned about a player? No. <laughs> like... Yeah, and, and Josh Allen's response was how a leader should respond. If, if you heard it, it was along the lines of, you know, he's my guy, we'll work through it and, you know, they're, they're going to get ready for the season. Um, and that's how, that's how you should be acting. Deal with things behind closed doors. Yes, it might be a bit pu- public, but really everyone there wants to win. Like, at least you've got that. That's a benefit. Everyone wants to win. Um, and that's how it should be. The, the one thing I don't get from Buffalo, though, is where is the accountability uh, of the quarterback? Where's the accountability of the head coach who doesn't like... Seem He's a defensive-minded guy who doesn't like to run the football. But where do you want it, it to be? Where do you want that accountability but, but, to be? But if, but if the head coach... Change, is a... change the scheme. Change no, but if the, if the head coach is a defensive-minded guy, that I feel like... Part of the issue there with Dable, and like, don't get me wrong, I love Dable, but like, if he's got in, if he's in charge of the offense, which he was during his time then, I don't know who the, the current coordinator is. Oh, it wasn't there last year. Dable wasn't there last year. No, no, no. But like, it was still Dable's scheme, though. Like, it was still, it's still like but the depths of Dable. The head coach still to... has the ability to say run or pass. Yeah, I, if, I mean, if you're not I mean, doing you're that right. as a head coach. What are you doing? Are I mean, you you're right. Play? Yeah. And yeah. where's the GM's accountability for lack of defensive line production? No, literally, they had one bad game last year. And it was well, actually, actually they had so, a few so. bad games, but uh, one game that mattered, where they had a meltdown. And again, that meltdown was wasn't really a meltdown. It was a terrible game. But if if that went differently, we wouldn't be talking about it at all. No. All right. Let's move on. Anyway, let's move on. Um. And and will... I didn't pick them to win this division anyway this year. They it's already their down year. <laughs> let's move on. Um. Devontae Parker had an extension. Um, staying in really? the division. Really? It's, it's, the AFC East has had a lot going on, it seems. But... Shall we, shall we, uh, you know what? Let's move on. To the next <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think this makes the New England Patriots... A content. Of, no, I think they're one of the worst skill position groups in the NFL right now. I know around the NFL just did a, a skill position group like ranking number and I don't know where they put the Patriots but I like Devontae, like having a wide receiver like core of Devontae Parker um, Juju Smith-Schuster and um, Jacoby Myers is it's just not threatening for me. They don't have Jacoby Myers anymore. Did they not? Nope. Nope. Left in free agency my friend. Oh. They decided that Juju Smith-Schuster was the guy over him. All right, Kiseki, Schuster, basically uh, a lot of Ramondre Stevenson, Kendrick Bourne, and Hunter. So, so Ty Montgomery's coming back to catch passes. That basically the skill position group, like, is underwhelming to me. Uh, and then by signing Devontae Parker to a free, I think it's a three-year deal, yeah. thirty-three yeah. million. million. He's he's thirty years old. <laughs> Like, it just seems like bad business all around. I know. Uh, I'm very whelmed by the Patriots, as I am every year since Tom Brady, basically. Um, but Bill O'Brien, at least, should be a massive upgrade over Matt Patricia. 
Oh, well, hopefully their offense is watchable this year. Like that's all I can say to it. Because last year it was not. But yeah, we can move on. We don't need to talk anymore about that. But we. Uh, but speaking of contracts, though, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis oh, Kelsey. I like it. I like it. He he. You know he's he's all happy that he's winning. But he did mention that he's, he's underpaid, which I think everyone in the world would agree. I agree that he's underpaid just for his production and his like mainly his production. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Like his production and his ability to take over games, sort of thing. He is probably the best tight end. Well, he is the best tight end in the NFL right now. He's Maybe probably in the, history. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably the one of the best to ever play tight end in the NFL. And I mean, some of that has to do with who his quarterback is. Like Patrick Mahomes gives you that little boost, but also you see it in games. Patrick uh, Travis Kelsey gets himself open. Like he's so, not just relying on Mahomes. So, if anyone's not seen a quote of uh, what Kelsey's been saying, it's worth reading. But essentially, he looked at Tyreek Hill's deal with the Dolphins and thought, that guy's making three times as much as I am. Um, Am I being underpaid? His agents and manager tells him he's being underpaid and he should go to the Chiefs. But then Kelsey's battling that side where he is underpaid for what he delivers. His value to the Chiefs was higher than, don't forget, Tyreek Hill ever was. But also... He's so happy in Kansas City. He doesn't want to test free agency. He doesn't want so to in my opinion, both. is he is he dragging the whole tight end market because he was being like, I don't want to chase the money. I want to chase my happiness. I don't think so. And he's the only one really in the current NFL who could reset the tight end market where they're not classed as tight ends, but he could get receiver money. But he, a, tight, tight a bad team podcast, will pay him. Troubling t- tight end you. <laughs> But the, but the the issue is with me with that with that idea is you name another tight end in the current NFL that is anywhere near Travis Kelsey's level. There is no one. This is he's the so, only one who can make the so market. Is he gonna, more. Is he going to reset a market when there's no player like him? That's no. That's what Greg Olson was saying. That happened with Tony Gonzalez. Like when he was at his peak. No one came close to him. So the only got, he never had no leverage. That the only way the tight end market increased was when the ever his contract negotiations came up. Um yeah. and Kelsey's in a similar situation. But I get if he if he wants the Chiefs, then he wants more money, they would give it to him. So he, he what they say, what people say is he should be looking and go to teams or Chiefs and say, I want to be paid like a wide receiver. One. No. So can can he get that CD Lamb money that people are saying is close to an extension of 25, 20 to twenty well twenty five million a year? That's ridiculous. Can Kelsey get that? The, he he probably could. The, the, he has got a couple of factors that are detracting from it. He's thirty four. He's thirty four for one. Um, he never really had a serious injury though. So although he's thirty four, he probably has got. A lot of like well, his threads still on the tires. His thirty three will be thirty four in August, October. Sorry. Yeah, but like he had a chance to do this before. He had a chance to request a trade or free agency request. The, a, you know, you the, can the, always the, ask for money. The yeah. thing is that the thing is though, like, why would he want? Like he says himself, why would he want to go anywhere else? Because quite because easy, he's got the rings. It's time to make the money, man. Quite easily, the 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 Chiefs could turn around and say. We're not paying you. They did the same Can with Tyreek Hill. Can they, you imagine? Because Kelsey's basically saying the Chiefs are taking advantage of him. Yeah. That's what he I, said. 
I think that's the Chiefs' demo, though. I don't think they pay their skill position players. Because but, at, the end of, at the end of the day, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, he makes anyone look good. Like, and, I, and don't get me wrong, he isn't the sole factor that's making Kelsey look amazing. But he has. Kelsey is amazing. Like, but if he goes, where is he thrown to? Who is he thrown to? But that's. Any, I, any one of the no name players that he still does. Sorry, Sham. For, no, the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl. They're not going to the AFC Championship game without Kelsey. But um, I'm surprised you gave me a look there. Like I disagree. I disagree. You actually think they'll win the championship game? Yeah, I I think... they won't even get to the championship. They won't even win the division I, without I, Travis Kelsey. I appreciate what Kelsey brings to the Chiefs, right? But it's the same as the Tyreek Hill situation for me. Everyone said as soon as Tyreek Hill left the Chiefs, oh, that's it now. The Chiefs, are, the Chiefs are screwed. They've not got a number one receiver. They're screwed. And what happened? Uh, they had they still had Kelsey. They had offensively the better year. They had a better year than they had when Tyreek Hill was there. But Patrick Kelsey was doing everything. They, they, they had to play Edwards Hilaire as a receiver. He wasn't playing better. At the end of the day, Kelsey helps the team. He elevates it. But I also think that the Chiefs would be able to overcome an offense without Kelsey in it. No. There's like the sole him. reason they beat but... the Jags, by the way. When Kelsey... No. Uh, when, um, <laughs> the sole when, reason. When the ho- mighty uh, Jags. Well, when Mahomes was playing hobbled with one leg, he Kelsey caught 11 passes that game or 12 or yeah. whatever it was. And, and don't get me wrong. He, he's amazing. Like, I'm saying that. I'm not, I'm not disputing that fact. But what I'm saying is you can't tell me that it's just Travis Kelsey is the only reason why this team is winning Super Bowls. He is. No, no, he's a he, reason. He is a link that without them they wouldn't be close. Last I, year, yeah, I disagree with that. Year. I just. But, um, but let's just. We all agree he should be chasing that wide receiver money right now. Well, yes, yes, but I, I, I can't blame any player. Like his, his focus on rings right now. But like there's players like Hopkins right now who he saw Odell Beckham's 15 million contract and he's like, I want that sort of money. I, I want well really he deserves more than what Odell's got. Devontae Parker's got eleven million. I get that. Um I can't blame players for wanting to make bank while they've got the limited career. And and there's talk about, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert's contracts coming up. And you know, there's conversations of will they do with Tom Brady and take less money. But I can't I can't blame these guys for, for trying to make bank. Well, especially especially the way that salary salary cap goes nowadays. Like I don't understand this salary cap in the NFL because it just constantly goes up and there's constant workarounds of how to how to use it and stuff. As a Saints fan, you should know this because well, you do it every year. You need to you need to have a degree in like economics or maths to be able to understand half of what happens with these salary salary cap situations. Maybe but anyway, you have a salary cap podcast. That, that's a talk for another time. We're not having a salary cap podcast. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, well, you two might be able to. You've both got degrees in economics, whereas. Me, it's history and criminology. It's nothing to do with that. I, I wouldn't have a chance. There is ben, no one in the world who would want to listen to a <laughs> podcast on salary cap. And on that bombshell, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about more NFL stuff. But until then, see ya. Peace. Bye.